It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, bonjour, welcome to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Hi, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, la belle Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. We are in the Oulala Studios. We are, and what does it say on the wall of the Oulala Studio right here? It says, je t'aime. Je t'aime, je Is that how I say it? Je t'aime. I love Angie Taylor. Je t'aime, Angie Taylor. And I love you too. And I love all of our fabulous listeners. Yeah, absolutely, we do. Hopefully you have some questions that we can help you with if you want to talk romance or dating or love, whatever it may be. That's what the show is about. That's what we're going to get into today. We're also going to talk about uh, pretending to like things in order to impress somebody that you're dating. We talked about that <laughs> on the show yesterday, but I really want to get into it today because I feel like when you start dating somebody, of course you're going to take interest in what yes. they're interested in. That's only nice and normal and it bonds you together, but sometimes Sometimes you lose yourself and you go a little too far. Well, there is taking interest in faking interest, right? Faking interest. That's the difference. We don't want to be fake about it. No so. more faking, please. No, 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 no. We'll talk about that. Uh, <laughs> being in a relationship, pretending to like what they like just to impress them. That's next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello. Bonsoir, Angie. Bonsoir. We are talking about love and romance and dating. Specifically right now, we've been talking about bad dating habits. Hopefully you grow out of them as you get older. One of them is pretending to like something that the person you're dating is into just to impress them. It's nice to take interest always in whoever you're dating, their interests, their hobbies. Yes. But you can go too far. I dated a guy one time mm -hmm. that was really into Star Trek. Star you know, Trek. The TV, the TV show. show yeah. He was a total Trekkie. I mean, look at me, Simon. Do I look like a Star Trek kind of girl? <laughs> what um, a Star Trek kind of girl look I like? I mean, but... I'm sure like there's a lot of bougie, she-she Star Trek girls, but it just wasn't my cup of tea. But I sat and bougie, watched- Bougie, she-she? What does that mean? Like very bougie, like, you know, fancy, whatever. Oh, okay. I, I like, I'm into shoes. <laughs> I'm into the Real Housewives. I'm not a Star Trek girl, okay? I but. See. I faked it, and I had to sit and watch Star Trek every night. I think it was on at 9 o'clock. I'll never forget. And that was like our night at the end of the night. And I was like, I can't take it anymore. Were you bored stiff? Bored stiff. Ay, 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 ay. And, and yet after that, there was some ulala. Well, it was usually before because after Star Trek, I mean, that's a long road back <laughs> to, it's to not, get. It's not the most erotic movie in the world, Star Trek. No, no, no. Um, so that was one. One guy was really into country music. And I can't. I'm just not a fan. I know people are very passionate about it, but I feel like there's a whole lifestyle that comes with country music that's just not my thing. What about you? know, I was going to say you? something. I mean, I was just uh, last weekend actually playing ping pong with a friend of mine, and he was he went to see Fifty Shades of Grey number two. Or three. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, said, Simon, my girlfriend asked me to go with her. It's the most boring movie I've ever seen. And how many guys have told me that? That this movie, they all pretend they love it, and then they talk together, and it's the most... Pinky, rosy, not it's, interested movie to guys. It's a little juvenile, and it's not. You've seen the number two, right? Yeah, I have seen it. And I'm uh, um, not a fan. Okay, I went for work to okay. watch it just so I knew what I was talking about. Right. Um, I, I like the idea of it all, but the way it was in the movies was not so great. The books were better, but I think guys maybe oh. will go because they want to be like, yeah. yeah. So talking about you know going on a date, if if your girlfriend says, oh, let's go see Fifty Shades of Grey part two or part three. Or, and the guys go and then they tell you, you know, conversation between buddies and they say, oh, my God, the most boring movie ever. Right. You know, so that's another thing. And I, I want to ask you something about same thing about sports. 
Yes. Do you? Because I came to the states. French women do not watch sports. Period. They don't really care. And you know, pretend. I not even here, Tour de France. No, not to, even. To, not even. even <laughs> no, we don't know. Only American and and the world looks at Tour de France. The French are not into it. Okay. But even for soccer, okay, it's a big game. Right. France, you know, the, the women don't care. I came to the states twenty years ago. And I discovered many women say, "Oh, you know, the basketball, the NBA, the, and then all." Do you think it's real? Do you think women really enjoy watching sports here, or they're pretending to do? I think both. I think some women really are genuinely into sports. I think uh, our culture is different where when we're growing up, a lot of times we play sports. Growing up, a lot of women play soccer, play basketball, run track, whatever it may be. So they develop um, a love for sports that way. Okay. Or their parents, their dad's really into it. I know my dad, uh, we always watch soccer. He was a soccer player. So I got into it that way. Yes. I think some women definitely fake it and you know they go a little overboard to sort of impress the people that they're with or they want to keep up. There's a difference between, you know, showing interest and and, and being faking able, and faking it. And you don't want to do that because you don't want to lose who you are in the relationship. Like yeah. in a sports bar. You go to a sports bar, right. there's now as much women and men. And I always wonder, are well, women that interested into sports? Here's here's the secret with sports bars though, Simon. Single women a lot of times will go to sports bars because where are all the men hanging out? You know, Very true. If we're trying to find it's, a man. My husband's really into sports. I'm not trying to pretend that I know all the stats of all the athletes and, and their records. Uh, every now and then I'll watch it with him. But, you know, I know that's his thing and I'm sure he wouldn't want me asking a million questions <laughs> the so you watch anyway. sports together or he sometimes, watches alone? Sometimes. If I like the sport, I will watch it. But What's I'll, the last thing you watched with him? The Super Bowl we watched. Oh, yeah, of that course. That was the last thing. And I'm into that because for I know the commercials. about- For, for the commercials. The for the halftime show. <laughs> of course. But I also, I can I can get into football, but- Every woman I know in America wants to see the halftime. We all love the halftime right? show. And, and don't care about the rest of the game. Because we like concerts. I know. <laughs> we like concerts. It's great marketing. Yeah, it sure is. But there's a lot of times that that happens. We get an email from a woman who's dating a guy who lied to her about something to impress her and she wants to know, Simon, if she mm-hmm. should dump him. So, Ah, good question. Yes, we're going to talk about that next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Hello, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. It's a beautiful evening to be here in the Ulala studios with you. Yes, absolutely. With all of you. You know, we take emails as well. Sometimes people are a little shy to call in about <laughs> their relationship questions, their love questions. If you want to email us anytime, we'll read your email and answer it on the air, therendezvousshow.com. We have one right here. Mm-hmm. This comes from Andrea from Jacksonville, Florida, she says, hey, Simon and Angie, I'm dating this amazing guy and I really like him a lot, but I just found out that he lied to me about being a vegetarian. I went to his place the other night and I went to get water from his fridge and Mm -hmm. there was tons of meat in there. I asked him (laughs) about it. He said that he just told me that he was a vegetarian because he knew I was and he didn't want to gross me out. I kind of let it go, but don't you think that that's a little weird? Should I keep dating him? Or is this a deal breaker? Simon, what do you think about that? I'm a vegetarian. So I will say that if a guy lied to me and said that he was, I I just don't like any lying right off the bat anyway. And that's such a big part of people's lives. I mean, we eat three times a day, whatever. I mean, for some people, it's a very like social issue about animals. And that might be something that gets in the way. What do you think? No, no. I think it's a silly man that just want to please and wants to be, you know, accepted. So it's always wrong to lie, but it's not against Andrea. 
I think she caught him because he tried to be in the circle of, of her heart. That's why. So I would give him a break. I right. would not break up over that. At least he copped to it right away and said, you know what? I said that just to he impress admitted, you. So he deserves a second chance. Forgiveness. A little bit of forgiveness. Forgiveness. Some understanding. Hopefully it's not a Don't social. Don't you think, Angie? Yeah, I believe that. If it's not a, a big social thing for her with the animals, she can probably get over it. But I don't know. I mean, you have to talk about that lying, though. But yes. It's you... like me when I used to say I know how to dance just you know, to pretend I, right. I can't dance. And then the girls then you are, get busted. Well, dance like another <laughs> well, it's the same thing. I just want the girl to like me. We tell lies to get closer. Is it ever okay to lie when you're in a relationship? Let's talk about that. Yes. Next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So, Simon, we're talking about lies that you tell when you're in a relationship. We had an email about somebody who said that the guy she's dating lied about being a vegetarian. Sometimes they think it's okay. People think it's okay to tell little white lies in a relationship to keep peace. Uh, how about this? If you lie and say that you're really busy, mm-hmm. um, it's hard for it to not feel personal when you're telling somebody that you just need a night without them. But you say, I'm really busy when you really just want to sit at home and be alone. Is that bad, do you think? No, but it's the expression of something is, is off a little bit. Do you think so? I think we all just need alone no. time, though, and we don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. But using the excuse of work for that... Uh, yeah. Where we know in America it's so based on hard work that everybody says, oh, okay, sure. Or how about just say I need some time alone? That that would be my best option. Okay, how about you like their favorite TV show, <laughs> like Star Trek? No. Um, I guess that's but okay nice. to watch every now and then with them. but Yeah, I mean, but it's still nice, the effort to to kind of join in your partner's hobbies or likes, right? Uh, yeah, I agree with you. So, Simon, I know this has probably happened to you in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. Do I look fat in these pants? Is that a good lie, yes or no, if you say yes, and she really doesn't? I've never seen any look woman good. looking fat in any pants. Well, there that's the perfect answer, so, especially you, darling. There's I, no way you possibly could. I have never seen a woman look fat in the pants. <laughs> and- How about um, if you're still asleep? A few more minutes of sleep can do wonders. <laughs> so that early morning of, are you up? It doesn't need a response right away if you want to catch a few winks. <laughs> that's okay, right? Yeah, that's totally right. <laughs> I mean, none of these are like life-threatening, relationship-threatening lies. No, because it, it, it's not like cheating. It's not like, you know, something that is can hurt you on the long term. Right. It's silly. We all do what we can. Okay, well, there are some big lies yes. that you can't get over. Have you ever caught your partner in a lie-lie? You can call in now and tell us about it. 855-905-8255. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Hello, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. Bon beau. Is that right? Mon beau, yes. Oh, mon beau. Mon beau, thank you. See, I I got to remember. I'm learning my French. That that means my handsome. It does. I don't know if I deserve such such compliments. Oh, please. I take it. Oh, please. I don't just just pass out handsome compliments like... No, I know, but you know, with Jason being a boxer, I don't want to be my my nose boxed. Why are you always a buzzkill with the husband? mentions. Come on, Simon. Because he's a friend of mine. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Okay, I'll shut up. Uh, Our phone lines are open. 855-905-8255. Call us anytime. We love talking with you. Let's go to the phones, uh, Simon. This is Northwest Indiana calling. Here's Andre. Hello, Andre. Hi, Andre. Hi. Am am I on the radio? You are on the radio. You're on the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Oh, my gosh. What are you going to do? This is crazy. (laughs) Live. Live. Uh... I have a, a big problem I wanted to talk to you guys about. Um, my girlfriend, 
decided to tell me that she was pregnant just to see what my reaction was going to be. And, and, and she's not pregnant. She said her girlfriend told her that it was a good way to see what kind of man I am. And so that's what she did. And like, I did, mm. I guess I did the right thing. Cause I was, you know, I was, I was ready. And I, I said, we're, you know, we we're going to work it out and everything would be fine. And I love her. And, and, you know, she told me that I passed the test and she thinks so I should up. be happy about that. I don't like it. That is a dangerous no. little game to play, isn't it? I just think it's, that that is so rude. Simon. Oh, listen, up. it's very messed up because there is another way to ask is, are you ready to have children? Are you ready for us to get right. pregnant? And listen, yeah. I'm a guy. It would be hard for me to forgive this one. I agree with you because you're not talking about something minor. I mean, no. this is this is life-changing news. And if you did take that the wrong way or if maybe you had like the wrong reaction, then what was she going to do when then what would happen when you when she said just kidding? It's not a joke. No, you're it's talking a, about we're talking about another life. So right. I, I feel betrayed in your shoes. I would take myself for two weeks away from this. I would, yeah. I would really a little distance to think and for her to think. This is not something to play with. You know, not only that, but like, first of all, it's really immature that she did that. And if, if you're in a relationship, she should know what kind of man you are without having to pull that prank. But this is another thing. I just think it gives women a bad name because there's so many women that call BS on being pregnant to manipulate men. And mm-hmm. I don't appreciate that. That she did that. So I apologize on behalf of all women for that well, nonsense. <laughs> you don't have to. Thanks. But it's true. That has happened to me in the past. Oh. And it freaked me out badly. And like the, there was kind of you know, like a test or a joke. And I, and I forever remember that. It's not something to mess around. For no. us guys. It's, it's serious. It's, there's nothing more serious than that. So really, so I think that you have to think if you want to stay with her, to be honest. Yeah, it's very it's, immature. I, yeah, I don't know if I would break up, but I would take a two weeks distance. And for her, she has to realize the mistake she did. Yeah. Don't do that. It, does she display immature behavior in other ways regarding your relationship? Or is this the only thing? I mean, I don't know. She, we're both young, but it's, you know, it's mostly just fun. Yeah, I mean, I would I would really like figure out if this is the kind of person you want to be with because I, it might be the tip of the iceberg in manipulation yes. or game oh. playing or anything. So think that one out. Yeah, something to uh, think about for sure. Yeah, really. Okay, Andre, thank you so much for calling and good luck with that situation. Yeah, be careful. Messed up. Messed up. That's Very messed up. Keep protection. Don't my do drift. that. Yeah, right. right. She might be. She might be giving you a hint, like, "Hey, hey. now's yeah. the time to really make sure you're protected." Right. Double protected. Double, Definitely. triple. Do what you do. Yeah. What you got to do. That's right. <laughs> okay. Thanks for calling, Andre. You can call us anytime with a question for the rendezvous. Simon and I are here for you. Anything, love, relationship, dating, sex. We're here. 855-905-8255. This is the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about little white lies and maybe some big lies in relationships. We just talked to Andre, whose girlfriend lied about being pregnant, just to see his reaction. Shame. Which, bad. It's such a shame to play with that. Yeah, that is very bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are some other maybe less extreme ways that women test their partners i uh, will cop to saying that i've done a couple of these um, okay which ones the is she prettier than me test this one is what tricky who says that well she sets you up for this one and the less you say the better off you'll be it can happen anywhere like if i catch you staring at some girl i'm gonna be like you think she's prettier than me 
I mean, I might have said that back in the day. Of course, now I'm very mature. Have you ever said that lately to Jason? Never, never, Not never. Not in the last 10 years? No, no, I don't think I ever have. I just okay. assume that I'm the most beautiful That's... thing he's ever seen. Oh, you and are. His eyeballs would fall out if he looked at someone else. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the flirting with other guys test. This one is to see how much you care about her. Like, do you get overly jealous or not jealous enough? She wants to see your reaction. Has a woman tested you this way if, you know, she'll flirt with other guys to see if you're the jealous type? Yeah, that has happened. I don't like that but test. But I'm not jealous. Yeah, and sometimes women get mad if you're not jealous. They feel like you don't care about them. Which... I, I know. I just, it's not in my nature at all, so I don't get jealous. I find it so childish. I just leave the room or... Yeah, uh, the waiter test... So you treat her with respect, but is that the real you? Um, she wants to know how oh. you'll act with her friends and everyday people you encounter. So do you uh, thank the waiter when he brings you a glass of water? How do you treat him if your food isn't right? That's a good test, I think. That's a good test of his courtesy and his manners, but it's not a test of his character mm. on the way he's going to treat you. That's a very different thing. I agree with that. You know, and- it's very different. Okay, so Simon, when we come back, I want to talk more about this and your thoughts on women testing their men. Absolutely. I have a few tips I want to share. Okay, great. We're going to talk about testing when we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. This is The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. I'm Angie Taylor. Hello, Simon. Bonsoir, Angie. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. So we're having a good discussion about testing your partner, like little ways you test uh, the man you're dating. Maybe you want to see how he acts and treats a waiter at a restaurant or how he treats his mom or, you know, that might be an inkling as to how he will treat you. What do you think about that? Yes, it's it's really important to to do a distinction really between the way a man treats a waiter or the way a man, you know, opens the door for you, all of this is the minimum of education, right? But it doesn't make him a good man. And I've witnessed it with friends of mine or calls where, you know, the disappointment later on because he, he looked so good, he was so appropriate, he was so polite to everybody, and he turned out to be a jerk because there's a confusion between the educational side of a man mm-hmm. and the emotional side. Who is the man in front of you? What's his heart made of? Is it full of love, full of hate, full of resentment? You've got to wonder about this, his personality, not just his manners, how he dresses or how he's the gentleman. That's a good point because I've always sort of thought that how a man maybe treats the waiter and everyday people is a sign of how he's going to treat me with everyday things. I suppose everybody can have a bad day, though. The only way to judge a man at the beginning is after the lovemaking. Because once we have made love to you, we are chemically more calm and we don't need you that much. Right. If we still as kind and considerate with you after we've made love to you, we are really into you. Anything before you make love the first time, the second time, the third time is a process for us to get to make love to you. It's all about after the That's a really good point. The after the love making, because like you said, you caught it, you got it. Yes, he doesn't need you chemically so much the chase is over the chase is over and he's now at peace perfect perfect we're gonna dive into the mailbag next for bonjour simon marcel yes and this is our new thing we do every single day because we have mounds on mounds of emails for simon and his romantic wisdom we're gonna get to an email stay tuned it's the rendezvous with simon and angie 
You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Hello, Simon. Bonsoir, Angie. Bonsoir, la belle Angie Taylor. La belle. Oh, that's so sweet. Ooh la And la. it's true. And it's true. Thank you. We are in the Ooh la la studios taking emails, <laughs> taking calls about love, romance, dating. And we do Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Yes. It's our new feature that we have to do every day because I am buried under these email <laughs> questions for you. Yes, thank, thank you. You are the romance expert. So let's go to Caitlin. Mm-hmm. from Tallahassee, Florida. She has an email that says, Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, Kathleen. I love that everybody starts it that way. Bonjour, uh, me too. Simon. Makes me feel good. How can I get my boyfriend to take me out on more dates? Ever since we moved in together, his idea of a date is microwaving lean cuisines and watching reruns of Seinfeld in our sweatpants. <laughs> that sounds kind of awesome, uh, which is fine, but I would like to be <laughs> wined and dined sometimes too. I told him... And he just said, why should we go out when we have everything we need at home? Help me. Mm. Ay, 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 ay. Of course you have everything you need at home. That's why you have a home. But? But listen, if you think of it, how boring would it be to never go out? You have to explain to him that for you, the experience is more important than the repetition of the same lean cuisine. Romance is to be spontaneous. Romance is to do surprises. Romance to go taste spicy food in a restaurant you've never been. You're growing together that way. Yes. Romance is to take together a walk in the park and to tell stories about each other. Watching Seinfeld is nice, but everybody in America, including me, has watched it a hundred times. Mm-hmm. There's nothing romantic about watching Seinfeld. What if you have a nice glass of wine with a lean cuisine? A little that, Franzia, box wine, that, sexy. No, that, that is nice, of course, but mm-hmm. like you said, that's the everyday. Right. But wine and dine is about the experience. Mm-hmm. It's about dressing up. Conversation. It's, it's about conversation, looking at other people. It's about maybe in the car, you know, you can listen to music and sing together. Whatever you do, what kills relationship? Monotony. Have I not said it enough? Monotony is the worst enemy of monogamy. Monotony is the worst enemy of monogamy. Which means if you keep repeating the same monotonous task, uh, show on television or the lean cuisine with no spice, salt and pepper... After that, who wants to stay with you? I've had it a thousand times. Exactly. You know, and so Kathleen has to tell his, her boyfriend, enough is enough now. Yeah. When you, are, when you are in the gym and working out, they always say, if you do the same workout every single day, your body doesn't change. Nothing changes. Your muscles get bored. They yes. don't grow. You don't get lean. You have to switch things up in order for your body to change and grow. And even for men who maybe, as we are younger, we don't understand women's psychology, but we understand lovemaking. But yet, imagine that lovemaking was reduced to just one position at the same time of the day, never a change, never a change of lighting, of music, of nothing. Who would want to make love to you every day the same way? Nobody. And would you want to? That's a perfect and analogy you, and, and for you, a man. You be- wouldn't. I think you would lose your desire. Right, you, because it's the same every day. And that's a great way for a man to think of it in, in the sexual terms because a guy would get bored with that every single day. And women also like to be presented in the world as a couple. It makes us feel good to be out in public, to have people see us holding hands. We love being part of a couple. We know at home that we're part of a couple, but we like to present it to the world. Otherwise, being in a relationship is being convicted of prison forever. You stay in the cell, you know, and relationship is to be free, to enjoy together, not being in the cell at home, eating the same meal like a prisoner. <laughs> Live life together. No, but really, leave yeah, it no, up. Yeah, no, I agree. I it, agree. It pisses me off because I know many women <laughs> suffer 
See, now you got, Simon, you got Simon all riled up now. No, I am, because I can understand women who's had enough. Yeah. I, well, hey, it happens all the time, though. So, you know, guys, step it up. It, and it's so much fun. I love going out to restaurants and it, try things. So. I love it, too. And you know what? It's so easy to sit at home. It's lazy to sit at home. It takes work. It takes effort. It takes creativity to go out and do, do new things, try new things. But it's a, it's a part of the job of being in a relationship. You have to do the work. No, you absolutely do or nothing will happen. You have to charm your woman, charm her again. You can never charm her enough. I love that. And you're so right. We're going to talk more about things that change once you start living together. It can happen. The Lean Cuisines coming up next <laughs> on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about when you're in a relationship and the dating is stopped, maybe you're stuck in a rut, you move in together. You know, our last email, the woman was saying that all they ever do is lean cuisine in Seinfeld every night and she's bored with it. According to a new survey of a thousand people in relationships and living together, mm-hmm. when asked how often they go on dates, only 29% said once a week. And then you wonder why so many people get divorced. And then you wonder why so many people stop making love. And you wonder why there's so many problems. 27% said only once a month. 16% said almost never. So what are you doing? It's a disaster. You're just sitting around the house all day, staring at each other. Nothing changes. Because if you're just sitting in the house every day, what do you have to talk about? The same thing? What I- about what about you? So let, let me ask you this. Way before uh, you married uh, the wonderful Jason, You've had relationships? Yes. Have you had stories? So had... many relationships. <laughs> and then, have you had relationships where you, you, you did the same thing over and over? You were bored stiff. Bored stiff, absolutely. <laughs> Tell us one. I've been in those relationships where, you know, we work hard like most people do. Yeah. And then you get home every night and the excuse was always, oh, I've been working all day. I'm so tired. I just want to sit on this couch and relax. And then you just sit on the couch and watch TV. And I remember thinking that the entire world was out having fun except me and my man. And I also (laughs) thought, wow, every one of my girlfriends is so lucky. I would hear stories from them, where they went, the dates they were going on. I'm like, well, their guys must really like to take them out and show them off. What's wrong with me that he doesn't want to take me out and show me off? That's a good point. That's what I'm talking about, the experience, getting ready and, and doing things together. Right. It's that FOMO. Like people, you know, you sit on social media now and you see other people out on these extravagant dates and you're thinking, wow, I'm sitting here watching TV. Who doesn't dare, doesn't live. Who doesn't dare, doesn't live. You have to dare in life and you have to dare. (laughs) Let's talk about that. Besides going on less dates, what other changes after you move in go down? A lot. A lot. Lots to talk about too there. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes not so good. That's Mm -hmm. coming up next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about cohabitating and how things can change. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they change for the good, sometimes not so good. Sometimes for the ugly. What has changed for you after you moved in with your partner? Some things, the big ones, uh, you discover things you never knew about your partner. And I remember a story that I had on In Bed with Simon where a woman married said that her husband discovered she had a pink whip. Uh, he didn't know. So, he so didn't then, know, so surprise. Surprise. Well, that's a bonus. Like, we're going to have what? some fun. <laughs> um, so you fight over who does what chores. A lot of times oh, that happens. Yes. And I'm, I got to tell you guys, if you pick up a broom, if you put dishes away... That will get you everywhere. Is that what Jason does for you? Jason's really good about cleaning. He's uh, Jason is very type A and very organized, so he's extremely 
like clean, which I love. And you? I'm clean too. I, I think I'm out of the house more than he is. He works a lot of, from the home, so he's there yeah. more, so he will clean. Um, he doesn't cook. But he does a lot of cleaning, so I can't complain. I do all the cooking, yeah. Oh, wow. Unless it's summer, and then he'll throw something on the grill and say, look what I made. I'm like, you just threw it on the grill, whatever. There's no (laughs) recipe involved in this, but I'm happy. I'm being fed. Um, You compromise on decorating. Uh, A lot of times you will know. Uh, What compromise are we talking about? Well, you'll know when you walk into a couple's house if the woman or the man did the decorating. If it's all. Like what? Well, if there's like pink wallpaper and flowers everywhere and, you know, inspirational quotes on the wall, it's usually the woman that did it all. Who puts inspirational quote on the wall, though? A lot of women do. Jill, our producer, producer, what inspirational quote do you have on the wall, Jill? I just have stuff about like being patient, being kind. Like I write things for myself and I put them on the wall to remind myself. Is well, that where weird? on your fridge or on what on wall? My mirror, on my wall, wherever I want them. Is that weird? Uh, Jill, no, Jill, you have to rule. No, Jill know. is very like she lives on mantras and she reads self help books I a do. lot, and it's it's a it's a good way to live to remind yourself things. But you can tell, and a lot of times the men won't like things like that, so you have to compromise. Maybe less words on the wall. I don't know. Uh, so it happens, though. I'm just so surprised. <laughs> so we're going to talk about what changed for you after you moved in with your partner. We're taking your calls right now and all the time. 855-905-8255. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Hey, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, la belle Angie Taylor. Oh, bonsoir. You are so sweet. We are here at the Oula La Studios taking calls at 855-905-8255. If you have any questions on romance, love, dating, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Uh, we were talking about cohabitation. You know, when you move in with somebody that you've been dating, a lot of things can change. You um, know it. Hopefully they change for the better, but it's a lot of compromise trying to get to know how somebody lives um and we have a call about that let's go to evan from williamsburg virginia hi evan bonjour evan hey how's it going good good how's it going uh, i'm good yeah i just wanted to uh, give you guys advice um so i i moved in with my girlfriend recently and ever since we moved in together uh bedroom sex has dropped off like significantly um, it's actually opposite of what I thought because, uh, you know, we've been sleeping in the same bed every night. So I figured we'd be having sex more, but it's, uh, <laughs> not really going good. Uh, and then every, you know, but I, it's not like I'm not trying, like every time I'm like, Hey, you know, you know, I'm putting the moves on, but she always got these excuses. Like she's too tired. She doesn't feel good. All this stuff. Um, I mean, when we were not living together, we were having sex like three times a week. <clears throat> and now it's like maybe once every other week. Um, so I was just wondering if you guys had any advice to like get it back to where it was. Um, Evan, I think that it's not the bed that makes, you know, the lovemaking so great that spending this. It's it's the chemistry, it's the romance, it's the spontaneity, it's the joy of life. Right. Um, so it, you can't take, you know, a woman is <laughs> not like a, an object. So you can't say, oh, the woman is in my bed. Ooh la la. Right. It's on because she's right here next to me. That is not how it works. So the reason why it worked before is because you romanced her. It was not all the time. It was spontaneous. And, and I think that's the way it works. So if you want things to go back to normal, you have to be romantic again. You have right. to take her on a you date. Have you have to romance fl- all the time? 
You have to run men for the rest to. of your life. Yes, for the rest of your life. That's I mean, an right? engine, you got to warm an engine up. You don't just jump in a cold car and expect it to go for you. You have to warm it up. And I have to say, I mean, like having sex, you know, you said three times a week before and now it's every other week. Yeah, that's a big drop off. However, when you move in with somebody and you're living together for a while, you're not going to have the same crazy sex life that you had at the beginning. It just doesn't work out that way. I'm not saying that it goes away, but it just settles into this comfortable place. But you have to find that comfortable place for the both of you. And if you're you're just jumping in, like Simon said, expecting it all the time just because she's she's there— It doesn't work that way, dude. No, it's not the television. You know, it's not like you press direct TV and then you know, you know, right. and you see the news on CNN. So uh, you know, with women, you have to charm, charm again, charm, you know, more, and then things will go back to normal. But it's fine because I'm glad you called us because I think everybody can make the same mistake, and yeah. and women are just you know very you know different than us for that matter. Yeah, I was just kind of going to sleep expecting it, so it's kind of eye opening. Well, I mean, exactly. No, it's great. I mean, listen, we can all make that mistake. I think many people make the same mistake. You know, right. there's 18 months of passion and the study shows after 18 months, it drops and then you live together and it drops again because you have to keep the romance, yeah. you if, know, exciting. If you have the same thing every day, it gets boring. And then, you know, it's understandable that she's going to be like, well, whatever. It's the same as yesterday. It's the same as the day before. I'm not feeling good. No, <laughs> absolutely. It's a lot about the romance. I, yeah, I mean, true. So... Go back to the way it started. Okay. Well, yeah, thanks for your advice, guys. I'm definitely going to try and find some new ways to do that. Take her out on a date. That starts like this. Go to a play, go movie, a concert. Keep it spicy, Evan. Don't just make it about the act. Make it about the experience, the quality time. Ah, I like that. Not just about the act, all about the experience. Got that? Voila. Et voila. All right, right, Evan. I'll create that experience. Awesome. Thank you so much, Evan. Good luck to you. Bonne chance. <laughs> yes. All right. If you have thank any, you, guys. I appreciate it. You're welcome. If you have any questions for The Rendezvous Show, me and Simon Marcel, give us a call, 855-905-8255. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. This is The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. I'm Angie Taylor. Simon, we had a great show. Talked a um, lot about uh, living together. Angie. Cohabitation. It's always a great show with you, Angie Taylor. And you and our as, well. as well. Yes. And yes. you as well. And you gave an amazing Simonism today that came out of nowhere and it needs to be repeated. The Simonism of the day. Is that you can only judge the man after the ulala, after he has made love to you, right after you know if he wants to be with you, if he's a good man, if he cuddles, if he takes care of you, or if he turns around on the bed or put on television and you don't exist anymore. Anything before you make love is seduction. It's all leading up to it. Because we need you to make love. After we have made love to you, the chemical is down. We don't chemically need you. So if we love you, we want you to continue the conversation or do things and do that. Uh-huh. If you have a man after the ulala who pays no attention to you, just, oh, I'm so tired. He's not into you, dear. What he if, just wanted to make love to what you. What if it's the woman that rolls over and goes to sleep after the ulala? What does that mean? Well, it's very different. That means uh, <laughs> the mean... wom- that's the woman is very satisfied. Ah, and because the, because because you, as you know, Jason, <laughs> the, the hormones are so different for men and women. True. After the ulala for men, we are usually tired, and so only the emotion who keeps us interested in you. Women after the ulala, if the ulala has been very ulala. You know, you ooh la la it right, and now I need a nap. Voila.
I like that. Okay. So, but for men, now I don't feel so bad. <laughs> don't judge the man by its cover. Judge him by what's you know. After the ooh la la. Yes, Angie. All right. If you have an email that you need us to read on the air, we will read it. Sometimes people are a little shy about calling in about their love and relationship problems. You can go to the rendezvousshow.com. Send us an email. We'll read it live on the air. You can check out a whole bunch of Simon on the website too. And and a lot of Angies also. A lot of Angies. A lot of things about you and I there. If you want to see what Simon looks like, you can also check out Simon on, on the webpage too. He's got uh, In Bed with Simon. In Bed with Simon, yes. Yes, your show from the FYI channel. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And all the episodes are on the rendezvousshow.com, by the way, the past episodes. Go back and watch them. You will love them. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Au revoir, Angie. Au revoir. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.